keep a list in your phone of easy things that bring you joy. Talk to a therapist. Like You are the only person who knows your tools and knows the things that are going to work for you. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human behind the popular Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast, Big Kid Problems. So I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about navigating the adult world. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have big kid problems. We're all just trying to figure it out. And you know what? That's okay. So each week, we're going to take a funny yet informative look at a specific struggle or big kid problem, if you will. Then we'll break it down with a rotating cast of comedians, personalities, and experts to actually give us the tools and resources to help us solve our big kid problem of the week. From love and relationships, money, career, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Big Kid Problems podcast. If you're new to the show, I'm your host, Sarah Merrill. Welcome. We're doing things a little differently around here this week because it's just me today. And this is kind of a mini episode. It's a lot shorter than our normal format, but I kind of wanted to try one of these out, see if you guys like it. And if you do, I may try to sprinkle a few more of these mini episodes into our normal rotation. All right. So this is actually an episode topic that I've been thinking a lot about. I feel like I've talked about mental health on this podcast, but always for the person who is experiencing it firsthand. Like I am somebody who has anxiety. I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, but I'm also in a committed relationship with someone who does not have anxiety. And I've thought a lot about what that experience must be like, you know, being with somebody who faces any mental health challenge and not really having the capacity to fully understand what they're going through or why they're acting the way that they are. Like I'm lucky to have an incredible partner in my life. My fiance, Brandon, is super patient and loving. And I know that it really distresses him when I'm unhappy or going through anxiety. I can see that he visibly wants to help, but sometimes those efforts can do more harm than good. And how is he to know what works and what doesn't unless I tell him? And that's like a whole other piece of the puzzle. When you're going through anxiety or depression, it can be really hard to articulate your needs. You know, half the time, I don't even know what I need. I mean, it's honestly taken me years to even begin to figure it out. And I know, especially after a year like 2020, when so many of us are experiencing heightened levels of anxiety, it can be really, really hard to put into words what you're going through. So that's basically my thought process for this episode. I wanted to put together five things that I think are helpful to know for my partners out there. So whether you're a romantic partner, a friend, or a sibling, if someone you love struggles with mental health, I want to give you a little context for some better understanding. And also for my strugglers out there, I have a few tips that I've accrued over the years on how to better articulate your needs to your partner. But before I go on, I do want to be transparent here. This is all from my own experience with anxiety. I totally understand that 
everyone is unique and different mental health issues are going to need different support. But I do think these are a good place to start and if anything, can maybe open up some conversations. So I hope this episode is helpful. If you know someone who might benefit from this, share the love, send it to a friend, send it to your partner, maybe even post it on your Instagram stories. I mean, I think this is not really talked about enough and you never know who could benefit from hearing it. All right. So with that, I say we get started, folks. Stay tuned and we will be right back. Real quick, do you really know what's in your multivitamin? Sugars, GMOs, synthetic fillers, artificial colorants, not to mention animal byproducts like sheep's wool and gelatin from hooves and hides are all ingredients you might find in a multivitamin. But Ritual isn't your typical multivitamin. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly formula is made with key nutrients and forms your body can actually use with no shady extras. I started taking Ritual at the beginning of this year. I'm like, if I screw up all my other resolutions, at least taking a daily multivitamin is easy enough, right? And I really do love it. I love knowing I'm just putting good things in my body every day, like vitamin D3, iron, omega-3, DHA, and B12, to just name a few. All the ingredients are made traceable so you'll know exactly where your nutrients come from, thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. And what's great is their minty fresh tasting delayed release capsules are designed to dissolve later so you can take them with or without food which is a huge plus like I know if I have to wait to take my multivitamin with food I forget half the time so I love that I can just wake up and pop my ritual first thing in the morning and not have to worry about it and that's really one of the best things about ritual it is so convenient your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. You deserve to know what's in your multivitamin. That's why Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash big kid to start your ritual today. All right, so first things first, As somebody who suffers with bouts of anxiety and sometimes a little bit of depression, I call it depression light, I want you to know that sometimes it just comes out of fucking nowhere. Like I'll be living my life, vibing, and next thing I know, I'm trying to go to sleep at night and my heart is pounding. Like something just feels wrong and I genuinely don't know what it is. I posted memes about this and I know so many of you know what I'm talking about. All right, so when this happens to me, my partner's first instinct is to try to fix it. He'll say things like, look around, life is good. You're in your comfy bed, in your beautiful home. Feel grateful. Your life is blessed. Don't stress out. And see, I totally get what he's trying to do here. He's trying to remind me of all the positive things in my life to help me fight the negative emotions. And I'm sure that this would work on a rational brain. But that's one of the first things I want people to understand. Like anxiety is not fucking rational. It doesn't care about those good things because something, something is very wrong. And I don't know what it is. And actually listing all those reasons I should be happy make me feel worse because you're absolutely right. I should be happy. And the fact that I'm not makes me more sad. 
I feel, and I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but I get like a real sense of guilt and shame on top of the anxiety for having the anxiety. Like I essentially feel bad for feeling bad. So please, for my partners out there, don't try to say things like, there's nothing to stress about or don't worry, it's not a big deal because I promise you, it makes us feel worse. All right, so this next one is actually something that will help when your partner is starting to struggle. And that's to remind them of their tools. Anyone who suffers with mental health most likely has some tried and true methods for coping. This isn't our first rodeo. For me, taking a walk outside or working out or even dancing to obscene trap music are all tools in my toolbox that help me when I start to slide down that slippery anxiety depression slope. And notice these aren't cures. Like these are just little things that make slight shifts. They are baby steps out of the anxiety hole I've dug myself into. But when I'm floundering, like I'm so caught up in my anxiety that I sometimes forget my tools. So for you partners out there, it is extremely helpful to learn your loved one's tools and to give them that gentle nudge to use them. For an example, recently I was starting to bug out and Brandon was like, I feel like you're getting super stressed. Let's book a hot yoga class tomorrow. You're going to feel better. And immediately I was like, you're right. And I did go to that yoga class the next day and I did feel better. So ask your partner, preferably when they're not having a panic attack, what their tools are. Ask them what makes them feel better. Maybe it's an activity or a gratitude practice. Maybe it's medication. But by asking, it's also really clarifying for the person who's suffering. And those of you listening who are the ones suffering, it's really important that you know what your tools are. Like this entire podcast is basically an exploration of all the tools I've tried over the years. And my suggestion is to try everything. Like keep a list in your phone of easy things that bring you joy. Talk to a therapist. Like you are the only person who knows your tools and knows the things that are going to work for you. So know your tools. And for my partners out there, make sure to know your partner's tools. All right, number three. Okay, this next tip is pretty straightforward, but if you see your partner struggling, help take things off their plate. I know I sometimes get so overwhelmed and my brain starts turning things into huge ordeals. Like, oh my God, this podcast guest rescheduled on me and now I have to move the Zoom call so I can do the interview and I still have to cook dinner and change the laundry and the dog hasn't been to the dog park in three days and I'm a bad mom. Like, if you notice... None of those things are life or death scenarios, but my stupid, anxious brain doesn't realize that. So in times like this, it is so helpful when my partner helps take things off my plate. Like offering to cook dinner or eliminating some of the tasks that we're freaking out about is an immediate relief. And on the flip side, for my people in the struggle, it is crucial to learn to ask for help when you're feeling this way. Like Brandon has gotten really good at sensing when I'm overwhelmed. But for the most part, if you don't ask, they'll never know. And once you start to ask for help, it really strengthens that communication muscle and makes it easier to ask in the future. I know the first few times asking can be really uncomfortable. So I just want to acknowledge that. And I promise you, practice makes perfect. Okay, number four. This might be a hard ask, but please please, for my partners out there, 
try to be patient with us when we're having a mental breakdown. Like we know, trust me, I feel like the biggest burden when I'm having an episode. I'm annoyed with myself. I can only imagine how challenging it is to be on the outside. In these moments, at least for me, it feels like it's the worst of me. Like you're witnessing my true lows and I know it's not fun. It's definitely not sexy, but it is temporary. So please, for my partners out there, try to remember that it's temporary when you start to feel those feelings of frustration. Like, I don't know why I'm like this. Sometimes I hate myself for it, but I also work really hard on my mental health issues. And I think that that's something that at least Brandon sees in me. Like, I'm not just throwing tantrums every day and saying, well, sorry, it's just my mental health. Like, I take responsibility and work really fucking hard at it. So maybe that's my advice for actually the people who are suffering. When you've come out of an episode, especially if you were a real dick and you'll know it when you were, (laughs) acknowledge your shit and praise your partner for standing by you. Like sometimes after I've been the worst for a few days and I start to come out of it, I'll say something like, you know, I'm feeling a little bit better. Thank you for putting up with me. And I can just feel some of that tension between us start to melt. Like a simple acknowledgement can go such a long way. And all right, here is my fifth and last tip for helping a partner who may be struggling. Just be present with them. When I'm going through a spiral, the best thing that B has ever done for me is to just hold me and tell me that everything is going to be okay. Like sometimes that's all I need, honestly. Like I've had panic attacks before and he'll just lay there with me and hold me and take deep breaths with me and just stroke my hair. And ladies and gentlemen, like this is why I'm marrying this man. Seriously, just being present and being patient set be apart from anyone else I've ever dated. Compassion goes a long, long way. So if your partner or someone you love is struggling or just really going through it, know that just being there for them, whether it's physically or emotionally, checking in on them, like letting them vent or just letting them know that you care is one of the best things that you can do. All right. I know those are just a few tips, but I hope they were helpful. If you guys have any other things that you've tried or that has worked with you or a partner, share them. I mean, come hang out in the Big Kid Problems Facebook group. I've linked it in show notes and we can continue the combo over there. If you like this little mini episode or just enjoy this podcast in general, make sure to hit those five stars and leave a review if you can. It makes a world of difference and helps the show grow. Word of mouth also really helps. So every time you recommend this podcast or post it in your stories, you are keeping this podcast going. So thank you. I know there are a million podcasts out there. So just know that I do sincerely appreciate you spending your time with me. I love you guys and hope to see you back here next week for one of our regular full length episodes. Until then, I will see you next Tuesday.